We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. I'm sure we'll see what happens. And actually, well, you can cut this if you need to, but did you see that we got that message? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Crap. We got a message just like 20 minutes ago saying the crap cast. <laughs> From who? I don't know. Dave Kelly, I think he's a golden dazer. Oh, uh, on Facebook, is it? Yeah, Facebook yeah. message. Just saying oh. crap cast with crap in <laughs> capitals. <laughs> Right, but does, does that mean that the messages or the comments from the podcast are still up and viewable in the golden days? It must be, yeah, yeah. Crapcast. Oh, he really uh, hit Jesus. us where it hurt. Yeah, he, he said right. He said right. Uh, no, Dave Kelly thinks we're crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we think he's crap. We do. <laughs> and Dave Kelly is currently in jail for sex crimes. <laughs> They've crappy more like. Did Jerry Hannon not fucking blow it out all? I know I, a lot of people still find it funny that he posts in the group, but fucking hell. The joke died for me as soon as he started posting all his shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of agree. Yeah. When uh, if he was kind of like stop posting this, it would be funny, but the fact that he's trying to go along with it, it's yeah. just like, nah. I know. And then he was in the comments saying some fella looks as gay as a fairy. Yeah, well, yeah, the drink driving kind yeah. of hint like, there. Yeah. Right, He's a yeah. fucking dope. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did ruin it. They say like, don't meet your heroes, right? And I think yeah. this is another example of it. Uh, yeah, Frank McCord <laughs> pissing himself. <laughs> I thought <laughs> from I just grave. assumed. I, well, that's what I was going to say. As he dead, he's surely dead, is he? I think oh, he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's well yeah, dead. A misery, up, misery, yeah. misery. <laughs> Life caught up to him. Oh, yeah. Killed him stone dead. He's he's with his good friend Jim Kemi now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though, in defense of uh, Jerry Hannon though, is I saw a it was like ninety seven interview with Frank McCourt and uh, I was saying this to you already, Hanley, but with uh, this like uh, American TV presenter as like a preview. Uh, or maybe a response to like how popular like Ashes or Angel's Ashes was, and yeah, Frank McCourt is is seriously quite pompous and, and arrogant throughout it. Um, he compared like Limerick to Calcutta without the the heat and the good weather. Uh, so we maybe maybe Jerry was right to stand up against uh, some defamation against the fine people of Limerick. Maybe I'm in a like I'm in like three groups on Facebook. There's like the Simpsons page, the Schlug Aaron page, and the Sop- a Sopranos page. And the Sopranos page was posting about uh, Frank McCourt because his book uh, Tiz shows up in one episode. And like mm-hmm. Carmela it's like a book club and they, they're talking about Frank <laughs> McCourt and Tiz. And the crossover between them is just crazy. <laughs> Have you ever read them? I haven't, no. no. But at no. the time fucking Angela's Ashes you couldn't get away from it it was like the, no, the biggest selling book of the whole well I don't know about the decade it was like a massive selling book anyway like everyone in America and everyone in Ireland had it. yeah it was like the David Gray's white ladder of literature <laughs> he's in the marquee soon as well I think that's quite 
Quite apt, Flynn. Quite apt. But yeah. But as, can anyone uh, name a fucking song by David Gray that's not from White Ladder? I, I don't even know. I assume White Ladder is the name of an album, is it? It is, yeah. Oh, I, yes. saw, I was just reading about it on Wikipedia because I thought it was a big album worldwide, but it was big, but not as big as it was in Ireland where it was number one for like 10 weeks straight and mm, it sold like 300,000 copies or 400,000 copies, which means like every, 10% of Ireland bought the album. <laughs> That's crazy. Like every fucking home in Ireland had it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be my cup of tea now, David Gray. Sorry. No, not Sorry to me. Listening. David Gray, even from as a kid, I remember thinking, this is boring adult music. <laughs> even now yeah i think the same really yeah <laughs> like yeah i'm not i'm not old enough for david gray yet. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need to go through <laughs> another two decades <laughs> <laughs> then it hits you mm. it'll hit you but then there's only like a small period of time that you're listening to like david gray before you're into like i don't know that fucking c103 trad sessions mm. you know that they play yeah, on yeah. sundays yeah yeah where it seems it's like a quick so transition <laughs> The trad fellas just take over a station and hold them hostage and just start playing the fiddle. Even no David Gray, like, yeah, David Gray, even his name, to me, like, David Gray is the most boring name you can come up with for a person. <laughs> yeah, it's like Doug like, Smith. It's like the worst color. It's like the most boring color. Like, if he was David Green, you'd be like, ooh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> David fucking Gray. Holy mm -hmm. crap. Yeah, and not even like fun enough to call himself Dave Gray. Nah, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, like I was saying, how to me it was boring grown up music, but he was in that genre of boring grown up music along with like Mundy and Damien oh, Rice yeah. and yeah. a few others who were like the singer songwriter stuff, which I fucking hated as a kid. And in many ways, Still hate today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the music. It's just, it's, it's like barely getting there. Music, isn't it? Like it feels like it's building to something, and it never does. You know? Bob Dylan has a lot to answer for. <laughs> he created a monster. He did. It's like everyone, like I love Bob Dylan, but like everyone with a fucking guitar wants to be Bob Dylan. And I thought it would die out after a while, but no, we're still here with fucking Ed Sheeran with his acoustic guitar singing his songs, which people just go fucking ballistic for. I'm like, Christ, yeah. it would we would have been better off if Bob just never existed. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said like the, the trad musicians take over a radio station, I don't think enough uh, abuse was given to Red FM for the whole Ed FM stuff and he's home when Ed Sheeran played in court. Like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. This, this fella just has a traditional Irish haircut. That's that's pretty much as far as he's connected to Cork anyway. But the people who run those pages are just desperate for fucking content, and if they get anything connected to like Ireland, because Ed Sheeran just pulls a point. Like, it's him pulling a pint in, like, some shitty pub. They run that for weeks and weeks. Like, new angle of Ed Sheeran pulling pint. What a legend. <laughs> and then they have to switch to their alternate accounts to comment and like on it. <laughs> That's the uh, podcast secrets, anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, it's custom and practice. It's custom and practice. Ah, that's crap. I thought it was customary practice this it whole is. time. It is, but 
people say custom and practice, but it's oh. it is customary practice. Yeah, it is. It it's customary practice. <laughs> <laughs> You've made your point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Jerry Hannon, not what you think, or maybe exactly what you think. But moving to perhaps some some football. <laughs> <laughs> the it's felt like it's all been in the last week, but it's been in the last few weeks. We've had Liverpool win the FA Cup, City just about win the, the league, and Real Madrid somehow, somehow win another Champions League. I would go out on a limb and say this is probably the most fun or entertaining season there's been in a very, very long time. I, I think I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Would you guys agree? Mm. I think it ended badly for both me and Adrian, I think. I think we both had a bit of disappointment at the end of the season, but it was not a bad season. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It could have been a lot better. And it was so close to being a lot better. And there was so much to play for right up until the last yeah. day of the season. I think that's what that made it like top four relegation, the mm-hmm. league. It was all to play for. And I don't know when the last time that happened. Usually Sky Sports are trying to build something for the last game of the yeah. season. Is it like, oh, who's going to finish top half or something? Whereas this yeah, was... Yeah. This was proper, so it, it was definitely a good season. Like you said, kind of coming away from it on a bit of a low, but, uh, I mean, Liverpool, it's just we go again. Arsenal, I'm guessing, would be confident of doing better next season. So I think it sets it up nicely for next season, but mm. definitely the best season we've had now in a while. Yeah, especially with Chelsea inevitably about to drop out of the top four. So it'll be Liverpool and City battling for the title and Arsenal and Spurs battling for third and fourth. Yeah, I could see it. There's a lot to happen before then, I guess, but I could see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I honestly consider Liverpool as the current champions of Europe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's still very fresh. It's still very fresh. So this is... It's it's not yeah. even twenty four hours later. In fact, the match was only midway through twenty four hours ago. It it wasn't even. Oh, it was. Yeah, fuck, I forgot. We've so, probably yeah. just seen Benzema's disallowed goal. It's probably just what's happened twenty four yeah. hours ago. Benzema um, should be disallowed from playing football. <laughs> I was I I was really gutted. Uh, well, actually, do you know last night I was kind of as the game went on, you kind of. Felt it even at halftime. I was kind of like, "Oh, we sh- we should be about three up at this point," and it was nil all. And you just had a feeling that might not go our way. And then I don't know. By the end of the game, I was just like, "Oh, I'm kind of just ready for bed." And then I woke up this morning, and when I kind of remembered last night, I was in a foul mood like all day. It was like all season's been building up to this, building up to this, and then you don't win the title, and it's like, "Oh, but it's okay. We're favorites. We're big favorites for you know." then you fucking fall off on that as well it was real it was a real heartbreaking one um and then i because I, I was wondering why why was it so tough to take like because i was kind of like fuck it's madrid like they're a good side we shouldn't have underestimated them and then i i kind of look back at some of the some of the highlights and the stats and fucking hell like the best team lost and i think that's why it's so tough to take and and I, because I was thinking, yeah, yeah, we had a few good chances. We had so many good chances, and Courtois was so good. And then, oh, they just score a fucking jammy goal. It's just so fucking jammy. 
Your man just smashes into the area, and uh, Vinicius is there at the back post, like, oh, man. Tap in, yeah. Oh, just... I, I was like, he's got to be offside. Like, it's it's too too lucky for Real Madrid, you know? And I, I thought that their luck had run out with that offside goal uh, not being given. And then that, that fucking happened. And it was just... Then there was there was about three really good chances that Liverpool probably on any other day score, and they were oh, yeah. all saved. Yeah. Um. So it's a real kick in the teeth. I'm still <laughs> still pretty gutted. Um. But look, if they reach another three Champions League finals in the next five years, then they're bound to win one. Um. Yeah. I mean this this Madrid team is the luckiest team I've ever seen in my life. They should have been eliminated in the fucking group stages. They lost to like Sheriff Tyrapal or some fucking mad crowd from Budapest. I don't even know where the fuck they're from. At home in the group stages and Ancelotti was close to being sacked midway through the season. They were shite. They were absolute shite. And they get through by the skin of their teeth and some hocus pocus every fucking game. And even in the final, they should have lost that game 5-0, 5 or 6-0. I don't even yeah. consider them as winners because this is supposed to find the best team in Europe. All we found was the luckiest team in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I think we've just discovered that anything is possible. Do you know, it's quite glamorous and everyone enjoyed it when it was the likes of Leicester, you know, winning the league out of, of nowhere. And of course, they carried a hell of a lot of luck to win that league. We've just seen it here. And like, for me, what really puts the right dampener on this Champions League win is that one of the biggest shit stirrers in football and football politics currently gets rewarded with another fucking poxy Champions League, 14 now or whatever it is, with no penalties for the whole Super League bollocks and the continual, oh, we're poor, help us out crap that they keep piping up about. Um, and it was just <laughs> such a bad team. Like, Liverpool had like fucking nine, nine shots on target, 24 chances. And Real Madrid have walked away with uh, their 14th Champions League. Yeah. There is something wrong about that. But and look, Courtois played great, I guess. You, you know one other little thing? Now, I haven't seen all the clips or, or all the interviews or anything, but I didn't see any Real Madrid player or manager come out and say commiserations or like it was a tough game it was a tough team I just saw Ancelotti being like yeah I set records and all these players fucking like patting themselves on the back like just not, not no way humble at all just like yeah we're Real Madrid we fucking done it again I was like you're a bag of cunts this all year <laughs> yeah and the, the 14 European trophies that they have uh, I don't know if anyone saw the clip I posted there I think it was last week of one of the penalty decisions they got back in the 60s for one of their mm. their wins. Like, yeah. It's completely corrupt. Completely corrupt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one to take. You know, from a from a Liverpool fans perspective, they they actually had the parade today with the two cup trophies and it looked like they got a really good turnout. So hopefully that's good for them morale and everything. There's talk of Sadio Mane leaving. Not ideal. Um, but <clears throat> oh fuck! I got I got sidetracked by my own point. <laughs> I forgot yeah. what I was actually going to say. Um, but look, yeah, I mean, you're 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 still proud of the team. Integrity is a big thing in football, and we stuck by them to 
the end. Win, lose, or draw, I'll support Liverpool and no other team. <laughs> this is a lot more than others can say, right? <laughs> Did Mannix so. and them show up in Real Madrid gear last night uh, with like scarves and things? Yeah. 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 There was a Spanish flag. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom laminated uh, Hallam Madrid A4 pages and pictures of Ancelotti and Benzema and uh, Mannix had a Madrid scarf. Yeah, it's mm. pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think uh, Adrian appreciated it. Ninety-five yeah. minutes into the game, but <laughs> yeah, uh, look. Whatever. I mean, look, <laughs> to be honest, it, it sucks because I don't know how long a season is. It's probably about 40 weeks. Um, you could probably say Liverpool had a, an exceptional 38 weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And in one week, they've lost the league and the Champions League. That's fucking tough today. It is. And in, in kind of like sort of last gasp, ways as well I mean Villa being 2-0 up you know hopes were definitely built and coming into the final against Madrid your hopes were were high kind of kind of crushed a bit yeah absolutely so I that's the thing that's why I think that the the parade is 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 important and I hope it went well um and I just hope the morale is good like losing Mane over the summer would be a blow they've brought in this Carvajal, I mean, he's only a 19-year-old, you know, so either they get a big signing to... Oh, yeah. Did I say Carvajal? Uh, Yeah. Oh, man, my brain. (laughs) I've got nightmares (laughs) about Carvajal or something. Um, Carvalho, yeah, uh, from Fulham. Like, he's he's not going to be a replacement for fucking Sadio Mane, so I don't know who's a replacement for Sadio Mane, but I'll have to do it. Or else it's just not true and he's going to stay, and that would be lovely, too. Hmm. Big summer yeah. ahead. Worth um, pointing out just how bad Man United have been this season. <laughs> okay, we can do that. <laughs> just as like, is tradition. Just how badly they fucked it this season. Just how mm-hmm. fucking bad it is that the guy they they fired a club legend, Ole, who was doing a fucking outstanding job. It's like when Ever- Everton getting rid of Ancelotti. Right, they get rid of Ole. <laughs> they tumble down the league, are embarrassed left and right by every team in the country, up and down it. Um, the fella they bring in as part of their long-term rebuild project, Ralph Ragnick. Uh, he, he's he's a laughing stock, and he he leaves the club, and then he's fired from his long-term consultancy position before he even starts it. The club is going down to tubes like rapidly, rapidly. And Ten Hag coming in, he doesn't have a clue. He does not have a fucking clue what he's doing. So, yeah, yeah. I'd be very, I'd be very concerned if I was a United fan. But I'm not a United fan because I have, I have like a sense of decency. <laughs> I yeah, and I think I don't want to speak for the United fans. They're more than welcome to come on, by the way. Um, but I don't think they're terribly pleased either. And I, like, what would they say? Like, what would they even say? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're shit, and 
we have no hope and the only reason we supported this club was because we wanted <laughs> we wanted to win and that's all we wanted we, that's all we cared about and we don't even like football listen i i used the word integrity earlier i don't know one united fan with an ounce of integrity not one no. Do you know if if they came out and they said we're shit and we accept it um that's fine and they and they do but to to then turn around and be supporting i shouldn't say supporting because everyone seems to get pissed off about that but suddenly be backing other teams oh i i won't get into it i won't get into it because i don't want to be totally pointed like but you can't just hop from team to team until you find one that's winning that's crazy just give, give up on football then you know, go go do horse racing. That's that's what that fucking sport is. You just try and try and try until you win. Mm. In football, you pick your team and you back them, relegation or whatever. That's how it is, and that's where the banter comes from. After that, it just becomes shit. Yeah. If Ooh, I got hot there. if horse racing was more popular than football, everyone who supports United would not be supporting United. They would be supporting fucking Ruby Walsh or someone. I don't jockey. Whoever the most successful jockey is. Like mm-hmm. the, the United wouldn't have much of a fan base if uh, horse racing was more popular because they just you know go where the wind blows. Yeah, but they're they've got to be fucked next season. I I don't see there's not a quick fix. They're mm. not going to get top four next season. I don't I don't see it. I I there's no <clears> way I see it. Well, the Pogba era is over now because he's heading away on a free transfer, and. They may have laughed at him, but he's probably the best player they've had since Ferguson retired. In fact, he he definitely is. And uh, now he's leaving them for nothing. And they'll be replacing him with Scott McTominay or, I don't know, Bruno, who is, (laughs) he's a a jester. Like that guy, (laughs) can he play football at all? I don't know. Um, Yeah, uh, Pogba, he's leaving a sinking ship. They always called him a rat. You know, their childhood product, academy product. They hated them, never liked them. What does that tell you? Yeah. And he'll go off and he'll probably win himself another World Cup next season. Yeah. This guy uh, who was like player of the tournament at the World Cup, winning the World Cup for his country. Yeah. But it's, but it's not, it's, it's not the club that's the problem. It's it's Paul Pogba. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah. The, 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 but they're in, United are in turmoil. And they have been for a very long time. What we're seeing now is the slow decline, um, but it it gets faster every now and then. It speeds up. Mm. Like they've they've changed like the plan of action three times in twelve months. They've gone from yeah. completely backing and being loyal to the Oli project to dashing that out the window, getting a quick fix manager in Ragnar, and saying, "Well, yeah, he's only a stopgap, and then he's going to become our." consultant or whatever and it's going to be you know again long-term vision <laughs> they scrapped him and now they've got this yeah. fella in who has won a league with ix where let's be honest let's be honest i could win a league with ix in mm. holland it's like it's like celtic in yeah. scotland um and that will be dashed out the window in three months time and, and and along the way it will always be uh the likes of pogba or eric Bailly yeah. or some other player that, that gets is, yeah. the flack that's true about Ragnick. Actually, he was brought in to be a consultant to take a look at like their plan of action to sort of see what the long term strategy is and to sort of guide that to fruition. He took one look at this fucking long term plan <laughs> and walked out the door. 
<laughs> he's like my 40 years experience in football is not enough for this i must yeah. get out yeah he's like i'm getting out of here before i get the blame for all this shit <laughs> the grades are like you have a blank checkbook you could we can you could take as much money as you want for this role he's like it's not enough yeah it's not enough yeah we, there is no the player there is no player that can fix this <laughs> even the fact that he came out and said i said in January that we needed a striker or a forward player and I was told no sure that's a fucking yeah horrendous thing to have to come out and say mm. and and it says a lot about the board that you're saying Luis Diaz is available and the board are going nah no thanks yeah. you stick with what you have we we got you Ronaldo you stick with Ronaldo yeah. they they remind me of like a once great fighter like a boxer or an MMA fighter who's just continuing on past their prime and just getting knocked out every time like they they remind me of Conor McGregor. They are the Conor McGregor of yeah. football clubs in every sense. Yeah, yeah. Very good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, and to to circle it around a little bit, it says a lot, I think, about the state of United, but also its fan base when their only cause for celebration this season is at other teams' expense to the to the. <laughs> To the extent that their arch rivals, Man City, or most most United fans would say they have a rival with City, um, they cheer them up in despite Liverpool, and I yeah. think that that's yeah, you know, you don't get trophies for that, but they're well, uh, they, well that's that's how yeah. their mind their minds operate, not based on like their own success because it it was never like winning thirteen league titles. They didn't get any joy out of that. They got joy out of trying to humiliate people who are down that's what they wanted to do yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. that's they can't do it from their own perch anymore because they're down in the mud so they latch onto some other team to laugh at others yeah yeah listen from the from the owners and the board and the management team the players and even the fans now of integrity among them yeah, I mean that's they're they're evil. You would have to say. <laughs> could you could you come up with a better example of like real evil? I don't know if I want to call their fans evil. <laughs> no, 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 really, really, because like if you look at someone, maybe they might be up on trial for committing war crimes. They might say, "Well, I was just told to do that. I was told yeah, to kill yeah. someone. You know, I was just following orders." Is that evil? Some would say yes. Some would say no. But in this case. The United fans, they, they just want to cause harm. They want to cause misery. They want to see other people suffer more than anything else at, at the expense of of their own happiness, of anyone else's happiness. They just want to foment unhappiness and misery and misery and misery the whole flipping way. Tell me, tell me that's not evil in its purest form. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Satan is at work. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it, it's it's a distinctly like a human thing. This this evil thing inside them because like a a lion that kills a zebra is not it's not evil. It just wants to eat. It might it might hurt it, but it's just doing it. You know, it's got, got to live. United fans, they'd fly across the world. They they order Real Madrid scarves online. You know. But, <laughs> It's reminiscent, isn't it? Yeah. Of ordering like red armbands. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, it was look, it all went down the shitter when uh, seventy-seven million pounds was spent on Jaden Sancho, who could have been a fucking esports player for all we know. He probably is. Mm. Probably he is. probably is. Uh, yeah, but look, I, I, the, the kind of the big question though, and maybe this is one for you, Adrian. The big question is though, is two weeks ago, people had two trophies under their belt. Uh, which might I say, any other team this year, if you told them that start of the season, they would take the bit in your hand off to win two trophies. Um, but with the prospect of winning the league title and also the Champions League, to be where we are two weeks later. Has that been a season? Has this season been a letdown for Liverpool? Has have, have Liverpool underachieved based on the circumstances of being in four finals or four? What well, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, if you're asking me now, yes. Like, mm. the, I said the last time, and I said the time before that, I thought a treble was realistic and probable. If you had asked me at the very start of the season, you know, I think a cup would have been great. I think challenging for the Premier League and a cup would have been a success the way the season panned out. I think the domestic double is actually a little under what what the performances deserved. Um, that I like I said, that's why it hurts so bad because the best team lost the Champions League final, so. In my eyes, they're deserved treble winners. You can't say they're deserved Premier League winners because City won the Premier League, and I can't really point to any reason they shouldn't have. They did. I think Liverpool deserved the treble, a treble if you want to call it that, but they didn't. So, yeah, I'd say it's a disappointment, and I'd say maybe... I can't say they underperformed because I think the performances were like nothing... I've ever seen in the second half of the season. I've I've never seen consistency like it. Um, and and to lose to lose the final, it's underachieving, but not underperforming. If that makes sense, but, yeah. Mm. Mm. Very true. Yeah. yeah, like going into next season, I have no idea. At the start of this season, no one thought that they were going to be challenging for much because based on last season so based on this season they should be challenging for everything again next season but we'll have to see because there's lots of talk of players leaving like not just Mane but fringe players like Chamberlain, Keita, Firmino so I don't know who's going to be there next season and yeah. I think it's a big summer I think it's a big summer for a lot of clubs to be honest it's the end of an yeah. era really mm. um, uh, yeah it hasn't been brought up enough that Liverpool played every single game of football that a club could play and right through to the end. And in the very last game of the season, um, they were much better than Real Madrid, who had were much fresher, didn't have to play as many games because they were shite. <laughs> and Liverpool playing every single minute of every game of football you could play, still firing on all cylinders. They didn't get the result, but they were the better team. You know, they they've just got it. They've just got that X factor. Yeah, but I think most most teams, if you offered probably every team except for Man City the FA Cup at the start of the season and said you're not going to win anything but the FA Cup, will you take it? They'd say yeah. Oh yeah, I think, oh, I think so. so to win the oh, FA Cup and the delusional, league, delusional Chelsea fans. 
<laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so to get the FA Cup and the League Cup after years of people saying Klopp can't win cups and all this shit, you know, it's it's a good season. I think I'll look back on it positively, but mm-hmm. ultimately the ending was 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 very disappointing. Can I can I just say too, with regards to like uh, people saying it's the Mickey Mouse double, um, the league and the FA Cup, right? The reason the FA Cup isn't as well respected as it was in previous years is because of the likes of Man United. When Sir Alex Ferguson yeah. decided, nah, I'm not. Uh, we're not. We're not playing that trophy anymore because we're going off to the Club World Cup. Mm-hmm. That, that so that that was the start of the the, the disrespect to the that, FA Cup, which was the most prestigious trophy in England. Yeah, Forget the league. Ferguson were, should have been on trial for that. Really, that was a fucking disgrace. It was, and the fact that just because you know United were very successful at that time, that it kind of just got a well, he must know the reaction from the FA, the FA at the time that was headed by Man United fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not Mickey Mouse. It's, it, it isn't. You win any trophy. If the Community Shield is a trophy. Uh, that's the least prestigious one. But you win it, you still, you've still won a trophy. Uh, so I don't. I'm not on board with um, mm. people saying it does. It like the 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 kind of pattern in which you win a trophy or win trophies is important. It it, it is not the silverware. Peop- yeah. Silverware. The people who would say that are the same people who would like. Kind of look at you funny if you were from like a, a, diff, a poor neighborhood. They'd be like, "Oh, you're from there," or like if you were wearing, you know, last season's fashion or something, or if your shoes were a little out of date. You know, they'd look down their noses at you. That's the kind of people who would say that. Yeah, and another one too, because I'm 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 a little a bit of bit of role here. Um, the whole thing of winning two trophies on penalty shootouts. Well, look how many World Cups Italy and Brazil have won that way. Like the Italians, it, where would the Italians be as a nation if the, if the penalties didn't count? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you take it away from them, and like every, they've won every every single thing is on penalties. But anyway, Good. some people are just desperate to discount any success. It's it's begrudgery at its evil, most toxic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Hmm. Here we here we go. Did you see uh Forrest got promoted? Oh yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh it's one of the old boys back, European champions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't say it, you know. Uh but I saw a, a graphic of the uh the league. This is obviously not the Premier League, it was Division One at the time. Uh, the year that they got relegated. Uh, yeah, it's interesting enough. Things have changed. Things have changed a lot. They went down with Charlton and Blackburn. United won the league by one point. And uh, Chelsea were three points behind in third. Leeds fourth. Liverpool in seventh. Just ahead of Derby in eighth. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday 12th. And Wimbledon 16th. Coventry 15th as well. Yeah. Different times, huh? Different mm. times. Mm-hmm. What year was that, did you say? That was eight, 89. Oh. Before we were born. <laughs> the world basically didn't exist then. That, no. That, you know, any football, like, I think it was yourself that said that, Adrian. Any football prior to the FA Cup final of 2001, everything before that, is a big question mark over whether it actually <laughs> happened. 
Yeah, that's why Gary Lineker always gets pissed off that you know all-time goal scorers are only counted really in the Premier League now. So like <laughs> he he's not considered a major goal scorer these days because he was because he's old as fuck basically. Yeah, Gary Lineker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a smug prick. Do you see a lot of his uh, posts on like Twitter will get the comments of uh, you shout on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's he what did, happens right? if you hit yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Who else did that? I think uh, the Big Show shot himself in a match with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that's nearly worse because you're like wrestling someone and they're oh. covered in shit. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the Big Show's probably only ever five minutes away from shit himself. Like, surely, yeah. I fucking don't... hell! Imagine the amount of food he has to eat just to stay. Like full during the day, not to get hungry. Probably five or six rotisserie chickens a day. At least. A whole family gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating the chicken bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you went for rotisserie chicken as well, of all <laughs> Well, someone asked me the other day if um if I ever bought one of them. Because like they just bought one for the first time and they ate the whole thing on their own, and I thought it was kind of mad. What? <laughs> like what, like one from like Duns in a bag kind of yeah. thing? Like they're, they're pre cooked. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Yeah, like they the never appealed to me. They they ate it all in one sitting. Like I think so. Jesus, that's some going with nothing th- else. Well, what they said was they're much smaller than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I like the justification of going and eating an entire roast chicken by yourself because it was a small one. <laughs> well, well, that's smaller than you think. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean it's small. <laughs> that person isn't there next to you by any chance. No. <laughs> I'd like to hear more of this, but I mean, maybe it's the way forward. Maybe it's the future. Go and buy a full chicken for yourself. Mm, mm. Do you eat chicken skin if you roast a chicken? If I yeah. yeah, I like the like the skin on the breast, yeah, and on the leg. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And most people do, I just never got into it. I think maybe if you do it a certain way it's really good, but yeah. whenever I do it's just fucking <clears throat> like yeah, the skin on the bottom is way too slimy and like oh, not yeah. nice. So what I, I do mean, is I have a oven proof pan, so I have to put the chicken in the pan, rub some oil on it, and put it on the hob in the pan so that the bottom mm-hmm. gets crispy and then I put it into the oven. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So did you just take the skin off before you eat? Yeah, I do. I just, okay. just get rid of it. So you it's have someone... like hos- hospital chicken? Well, mm. I just have plain chicken breast. Like hospital chicken though, right? Boiled. Right. Looks like it's boiled. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's roasted. And then I'll put salt on that. Mm. Mm. So I find uh, yeah, I find uh, garlic granules is like pretty much present in every dish that I make or have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think a bit of uh, garlic granules on top of a, a yeah. skinless chicken breast would be quite nice? I was chatting with a French fella recently, and we were talking about like the food they eat in France, like frog and snails, and he was like, "Because <clears throat> I said I'd probably never want to try snails, just not." I don't want to go near them. And he was like, no, 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 they're really, really nice, actually, if you, but you have to cook them a certain way. You have to cook them 
uh, with some butter and use some garlic and like a good bit of parsley and then squeeze over lemon juice on it and then they can be quite nice i'm like you do that to anything on the planet <laughs> and it's nice like literally any food you you cook with some butter <laughs> some lemon juice some parsley some garlic and it'll all taste great but yeah no i fucking snail no yeah like like what's the actual taste of the snail because i've i've had them and yeah all you taste is garlic or whatever is exactly they have to cover up the taste of the snail it's like you have have to get as far away from tasting the snail as you can well i'll just not eat the snail then i'll save time it does feel like a lot of effort when there's big bigger and tastier things to eat you know just like Mm. the amount of effort you go to collecting small snails and then all this prep time yeah just just garage a cow there's fucking loads of lovely stuff there most like traditional regional cuisines they're just like whatever the fuck was growing in the backyard in that particular area that people over a long amount of time just figured out how much butter and salt to add into it to make it edible but sure i can get a fucking chicken in two seconds flat now why would i <laughs> i don't need to go eating mollusks or whatever the fuck yeah like yeah. making moss off of stones and i don't know like not that i have a problem with it but whoever looked at like a shrimp and thought i'll just i'll just fuck it in a pot for a few minutes and see what happens yeah like I would never I would never look at most things on this planet and be like I'll have a taste of it though I'll try it you know and how many how many times did they have to like eat the entire shrimp like heads and all until they went actually the only good bit is like it's ass like let's just eat the shrimp ass well I heard that um, in America anyway like lobsters were prison Mm. food like they would Look, it's like you couldn't sell lobsters because people didn't want them because they were fucking ugly things and they didn't really taste that nice. You'd have to use a shitload of butter and garlic on them. <laughs> what a surprise. And <laughs> that the they would be fed the prisoners and sometimes they'd even just put them in a blender with the shell and everything. They just blitz them to shit <laughs> so that you get like a kind of a porridge of lobster. Mm. Wow. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. And one of the reasons why they were like uh, such a, like a, a lowly food was because they eat scraps like lobsters themselves yeah. or like on the bottom, bottom of the feeders. ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing really that eloquent. Mm. But it's mad, mad how things change, right? Yeah. Because like yeah, it changed because I think they became a status symbol for fellas in the West or whatever because they could get fresh lobsters shipped on train all the way into fucking, I don't know, the middle of America. And it became a big kind of statement, like, oh, I can get fresh lobster right now in the middle of the desert. So it became a fancy thing. Yeah. Has anyone tried caviar, actually? No. I think I I have, but I think, like, raw. Like, I know it's not the exact same, but it's the same idea, isn't it? Mm. Uh, That feels like top tier, kind of like, you know, obviously pointless foods, but not one I've tried yet. Yeah, I think I only had like a little bit of it on the side of it, something in like a, a really fancy place. You know when they do like a moose bushes and all hmm. that shit? It was just then. And it was not nice. <laughs> hmm. 
it's like oysters. It's like people are like, oh, it's so refreshing. It's like just, it's like taking a spoonful of the sea. And like, who the <laughs> fuck would want that? Why do they make? Why do they think that's good? Like, <laughs> go into the ocean, open your mouth, and see how bad it is. Mm. No, thank you. Yeah, that's it. My sorry, but my taste is changing as I'm getting older. Like, my go-to snack now is green olives. Oh fuck? yeah, yeah. I didn't like them when I was younger, and now I love them. I can't. I can't stop. I can't stop eating them. <laughs> it's no. I, I, I fucking addiction. <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, but I stop when the when, when the you run out. Is empty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's it's crazy because before I'd eat them and be like, ooh, no, disgusting. But I don't know. It's it, only in the ass last like year. With the pits or without the pits? Without, yeah, they're pitted. They're, the, the, the perfect ones are green olives with no pits uh, with lemon juice. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. And garlic crazy. and butter. Yeah. No, I actually don't like the garlic ones. <laughs> Get them with like garlic, oh. some, garlic and peppers, and I think they're kind of mank. But with lemon juice, it's like, ooh, ooh mm. it's bitter, it's salty. It, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's too late to go get olives. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, do, I do quite like another, quite like them on pizza too. You know, maybe that's a bit yeah. risque, but no, 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 they're good on yeah. pizza. Love yeah. them in a like a Greek salad. Yeah, they just they add another layer, a, a bite, a nice little bite. You know, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, like I hated them because they just tasted like grown up food, and I was yeah. like, this is fucking dreadful. <laughs> Um, our season review is going pretty badly. <laughs> mm. For for this for a season that has like many many talking points, um, <laughs> our summary of it is is very poor. But no, I I think we I think we spoke about everything in depth throughout the season. To be fair, you know, and we we got it spot on because we are experts in our field, uh, and food is clearly the direction we're taking this podcast. So we may as well just stick to it, you know. Yeah. Podcast will stand for I don't know. I'm trying to think of a spot. I can't even think of a fucking fruit beginning with P now. Let's just try take the name the Cook Cast or something. <laughs> the Food Cast. Yeah, that yes. hasn't been done. The whatever those fuck is on our mind this particular moment on a Sunday cast. Yeah. <laughs> the football ramble, which is taken, unfortunately, they did the exact same. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, who's heard of them? Just, just before you go, I would like to chat just even for five minutes or less about Chelsea because I feel like we've we've spoken about them in passing, but we haven't actually delved into them. And like Flynn kind of made a throwaway comment, but I actually think it's quite astute that they're basically on a downward spiral and they won't get Champions League next season. I Mm. think they could be in a bit of trouble, which seems ridiculous because they did okay this season, but I just don't see them getting any better. I haven't seen any talk of transfers. Lukaku is still shite. They don't really have a striker. Um, Their best players are only getting older. They're losing their best defender. Tuchel looks a bit uninterested. Have they been sold yet? There's all that shit going up in the air. I think they could be... Yeah. Am yeah. I wrong? Do you think yeah. the same? They have to rebuild the whole team. The whole team. Get a new manager with new ownership. Who knows? Because, like, Abramovich was the cheat code. 
give you anything you want, any amount of money. Didn't matter if you signed Torres and Morata or whoever the fuck, Werner. Didn't matter because he can just spend 100 million next season. Here's a new striker or Shevchenko. Should just fucking just keep going. Doesn't doesn't matter. Nothing matters. So now, will that be the same? Because that's as good as it can get for a team, like infinite money. So they would probably have a climb down from that. They have a terrible manager. That's the biggest joke in the league. He was due to win the league at a canter this season, according to half the people in the punditry world. They didn't know what they were talking about. Um, squad is shite. Squad is paper thin. They're going to be competing against Arsenal and Tottenham next season, who are in a much better position. Um, yeah, oh, and they're just a rotten tough all in all as well. Yeah, I think any season where a club like Chelsea, with the amount of absurd funding they have to come away with it without challenging uh, and without winning a trophy, is a failure. It's like City. You know, it doesn't matter. If they don't win, it's immediately like, well, you know, you, you failed. You've not done what we've paid you hundreds of millions to do. They were down as my uh, my flop of the season because, yeah, <laughs> people were saying that they were going to win the league by March at Canter. They barely, they barely found form this year. Uh, I felt they, they stumbled at nearly every turn. And yeah, worst signing of the season by by far, Romelu Lukaku. What was it? A hundred million pounds, eighty million pounds, something like that. Yeah. Uh, to Jesus Christ, he, he doesn't he have the lowest touches in Premier League football when uh, they beat Palace one 0 He had seven touches in ninety minutes. Seven, seven touches of the football. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, and I. Because I was I was thinking there while you were talking about their squad, it's fucked. Like their best player is probably Kante, and he's always injured now. Uh, after that, they've got like Mason Mount. He's he's pretty good, but like considering the money they've spent to still have to play the likes of Loftus Cheek and your man Sar at the back, and even Chalaba, like it's yeah yeah it's miserable. It's miserable enough. There's not. There's actually not enough being said about Chelsea at the minute, considering. Yeah, they're yeah. in. Look, they're in a big trouble. Yeah. Look at their. Look at their backline. Like honestly, their backline. It, it's apart from Mendy. You, you mentioned him there. Alonso was playing. Thiago Silva. He's a. He's. He's nearly yeah. fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as a should it, like people laugh at Seamus Col- Coleman still in the Premier League. As a should have you know yeah. taken a step down a few years ago too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They've scraped by, and I, I, they might not admit it, but it must sting Chelsea fans a little bit that they're obviously their sugar daddy's gone, but also that Tammy Abraham led Jose Mourinho's Roma to a European success. Uh, when Tamori was, won the league for AC Milan. Yeah, you know, these players that were just like... And Giroud, actually. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, uh, these kind of B-team players, that we don't need them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, Courtois man of the match in Champions League final. <laughs> Hazard too, right? Yeah, Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, big failure for Chelsea. They're a big I... fucking joke. There's a sense of evilness about them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, def- yeah. Look, it's about time. They got away with their bullshit for long enough. And now I don't know who's even buying them, but he's not going to be pumping money into it like Abramovich. And uh, Chelsea, it was good while it lasted. See ya fucking never. Here, here. Here, here. We spoke on Lukaku of like being one of the worst signings, but surely Jack Greenish has to be up there too. Hmm. I think he's been kind of low key bad though, you know? Like he still popped up. There's always that, oh, it's the transition season and, you know, he hasn't played all the time. I don't know even what goals and assists he's gotten, but he hasn't gotten none. So I don't think you could say he's been flop of the season. Lukaku, I in my mind, Lukaku has been far, far worse. Considering he was brought in solely because he would suit the system and did the opposite. Mm-hmm. Whereas Grealish, I suppose, was always going to take a little bit of time. Even though he's not even that young anymore. Whatever. Yeah. Um. I got. I just hate Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop thinking about Chelsea. Yeah, Grealish has been pretty bad though. Uh, I can't think of a a bigger flop than the two of them because I well, I was going to say Ronaldo, but Ronaldo did what Ronaldo was meant to do. He just also at the same time ruined the entire team. So <laughs> would you say that's he scored flop eighteen goals? You know, that's it. Yeah. He can't he can't complain too much. Uh, on the flip side, like best best kind of signings, Kuluszewski for Spurs. He seemed to reinvigorate their season. Yeah, he was good. And Benton Kerr, I think, has done okay as well. Yeah, yeah. Spurs. Yeah, can't say. Yeah, he 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 kind of changed it around. Isn't it mad to think that Nuno Spirito Santo was what he was the first manager to get sacked, and it was in like August September. Wild year. Yeah. Wild year for Spurs. And, you know, like, considering supposedly Spurs were in for Diaz and Liverpool kind of pipped them to it, to have had Kulisevsky as a backup was pretty good going. Yeah. Sorry, I, Flynn. I know you I, hate Spurs. I, I, I don't think okay. they're that good. I don't think they're that good. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they did fleece Juventus. So there's that. You know, that, that's the bigger... That's the bigger evil. So... You know, we're going to be happy for that, right? I don't know. I don't even care about Juventus anymore. It was it was a thing when they were always winning, but now Juventus are a bit shit, are they? They're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> You're pathetic, Juventus. <laughs> I'd like to see you win that. <laughs> Pretty good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I uh, had other notable players. Um, divided opinions. Luis Diaz signing the one of the signings of the season, perhaps. Who? Uh, sorry, Luis Diaz. Oh um, no, I really disagree on that. I think he's not much of a player at all. No, you're, you're. I've been I've been saying since he signed. You know, no, you haven't. Yes, I have. <laughs> Luis Diaz. <laughs> Luis Diaz. Yeah, sure. Everyone was going mad about him saying. Oh, he came in and he slotted right into the system and he's been brilliant. I didn't see any of that. Every time I watched him, no, nothing. Nothing special at all. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm to take that seriously or not. So what did he get, like two goals a season? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Not but worth like, remembering anyway. Whatever it was. I mean, I mean, he's he's been he's been amazing. He's, you're not like I feel like I'm in the Truman Show or something. Like everyone so, else is living a different reality. <laughs> no, he's been he's been amazing. So the amazing. Liverpool front three was Mane on the left, Firmino up top, and then Salah on the right. Then Jota came and he was so good that he knocked Firmino out. So it was Mane on the left, Jota in the middle. And Salah on the right. Then Luis Diaz came and he was so good, they had to ship Jota off and move Mane into the middle. So he's so good, he's actually improved the improvement of the front three. Uh, he's, I think he's he's crazy good. He's kind of a good mix between like Luis Suarez. He's like a faster Luis Suarez. I don't know if... Yeah. If that's a good comparison, but you know, he's, yeah, he's... he reminds me of uh, Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing yeah. like that. No, why, in, why do you say in, that? In terms of um, how um, everyone but me thinks he's great, and in years to come, people will look back and say, "You were so right, Connor." And we were all so, so wrong. <laughs> like, I think if Mane leaves, he will just slot straight into it where Mane was playing. But they'll probably need another player who can play across the front three. Uh, but in terms of needing a left winger, like, they have it. They, Luis Diaz is the best left winger in the league. I would rather have Jack Reedish than Luis Diaz, to, to be honest. Well... It's okay to be wrong sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. It sure is. It sure <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, I think for my, myself, though, one of the signings of the year um, is, a, is a centre-back uh, for Palace. Uh, Mark Gay has been revolutionary. He's been part of the Vieira revolution. La revolution. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely stunning. Uh, you know, and now an England international for yeah. 20 million. Another brilliant. Chelsea fucking fuck up there. Yeah. Yeah, throw away. They, they, they from throw Chelsea? Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the 23s. Chelsea on the 23s. But he played Swansea last year. He played for Swansea last year. Uh, but yeah, absolutely quality. And the fact that Palace signed the be- one, like, we, we had like the fourth best expected goals conceded record this season we had our lowest ever Premier League um, record goals conceded the fewest and our centre-back pairing cost us £35 million pounds. Um, take you back to July of 2021 when the likes of Sacco Townsend, uh, Van Arnold James McCarthy and Gary Cahill and all those were being chipped out for, for nothing that we've turned it from dead certs relegation to comfortably mid-table with our most successful season in the Premier League on the cost of a few few quid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, Flynn, who do you think is the signing of the season? Signing of the season? Hmm. Mm. I don't think there have been any good signings this season. Do you think Odegaard has been good? Um, he's been good. Yeah, we'll say Odegaard. Odegaard was signing this season. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Fine. Not Ben White. Um. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. Saliba is coming back from France. Actually, I just saw that Saint Etienne, his old club, got relegated, and they're like the most successful team in the French league history. They are relegated yeah. today. Only they only have like eleven titles, but still, they're still the most successful. That's mad. Um, yeah, but Saliba's coming back now this summer, and he was a young player of the year in the French league, but he's been on loan for two seasons, and I don't know if he'd play ahead of Ben White, who was just pot for fifty million, and Gabriel. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, although. To be honest, I think Saliba will just be sold and will go on to become like a World Cup winning centre-back playing for fucking Juventus or someone. Yeah. Ramsdale. Was Ramsdale this season? It was, yeah. He had a great first half of the season. Kind of tailed off in the second half. Um, Well, there were so many signings for Arsenal. Tavares was shite the whole season. through. Yeah. (laughs) He was fucking criminal. Um... <laughs> Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu. Oh, he was really good, but he got injured for so long. Yeah, he's been yeah. unlucky. I know. Also, the fact that Arsenal, well, Arsenal fucking blew it at the end anyway, losing to Newcastle. Um, but uh, the signings, I think, were mostly very, very good. But the season fell apart when, like, Party and Tierney and Tommy Asu and couple others were out injured long term like that was fucked it was Xhaka we're still relying on Xhaka here this fucking oh my god I've been watching Xhaka play every game of the season for like five years now yeah it's it's incredible he's still he's still an Arsenal career it's crazy and he's still such a key player like (laughs) but it's like when he plays good Arsenal play good well, I should say. Uh, but he just plays really terribly about 25% of the time or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And he, could cha- he could change it on a, in a second, too. He could be having the best game of his life and then he'll lash out at someone. Yeah, red card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, We're all in agreement, though, that the, the worst bit of business was Deli Alley and Van Der Beek to Everton, right? They didn't even fucking play. Now, <laughs> just to clarify, Deli Ali came on in their last game. Not their last game, no, the game uh, against Palace, wasn't it? When they won 3 2. Don't remember. Changed the game. Don't so, remember. A Didn't stupid of business by Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I just say that um, the last pretty much three years at this point, it's been a right fucking struggle back in Frank Lampard. <laughs> It's been, I can finally <laughs> unshackle myself from the, uh, the boulder of Frank Lampard. Um, <laughs> he's a fucking calamity. It is a junk mm-hmm. shop everywhere he goes. Um, but I was very, very pleased that they didn't get relegated. And I got all the assurances I ever needed. So yeah, thank you, Frank. But from next year on, you're public enemy number one. So yeah, everyone knows. Hmm. Fair. Good to know where we all stand. 
But let's just change the managers we're backing next season. Let's just do a full... Like, I'm going to go full Brendan Rodgers support next season. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because people, people don't realise that 99% of what, what we say is... Uh, is pretty much trying to build like storylines of bollocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think said, about what some, I say. Someone said that to me the other day. They were like, I was listening to the podcast and sometimes it's hard to tell what you take seriously because I think someone made, it must have been Connor made some throwaway comment about how, you know, obviously uh, Arteta is the best manager in the league or something and we just let it go. We didn't even address it. <laughs> <laughs> so for people listening, they're like, why, why are they coming up with this shit? So, hmm. um, yeah, we'll keep you guessing. Yeah, that's exactly that's the yeah. fun, right? The fun is that we we have to have very few memories of what we've actually said because if you say it with enough conviction, yeah, well, it's up to the audience yeah. to decipher. Like, I mean, it's a two way street here. We we toss the ball up for them, and they have to they have to hit it. Like, we're not here for them listeners to just sit back and have. Our words go in one ear and flow out the other like fucking sewage. You got to You got to participate. It's your responsibility, you know. Yeah, we don't, we don't want this to be like a didactic relationship. Yeah. You got to yeah. interpret it. Open to interpretation. That's it. It's, it's be used we're as... trying to liberate the audience from the tyranny of uh, one way media. Popcast will be a case study for anthropology in thousands of years. And yeah. entomology. Mm-hmm. Marine um, biology. <laughs> food. Foodology. Have, have we any quick quick uh yeah fucking end of, end of the year, you know? Because I don't want to do a season review in two weeks' time where we're doing like team of the year or some shit when it's like fucking nearly a month after I finished. Let's yeah. get it out of the way. Well, there's there's just two uh, two paths we can go down here. I have some end of the year quick fire quiz questions that might be mm-hmm. good, or could do like a bit of a quick ranking of a few of the obscure teams that we haven't spoke much about this year. Do, do uh, do a quick, quick quiz. Quiz. Okay. Quiz. 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 We have seven minutes. Yeah, this better be seven minute quiz. Um, what was unusual about the results in the first weekend of the season? No draws. Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea all lost. Norwich, Watford, and Burnley all won. Or there were 10 away wins. 10 away wins. 10 away wins, surely. There were no draws. No draws at all. No draws, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. No. Who were the only team to score and concede the same number of goals this season? Southampton, Newcastle, oh. Brentford, or Man United? United. United, yeah. Top bins, that's well done. All right. Steve Bruce was sacked by Newcastle in October. What was unusual about the last game in charge? He, he won, won it, but was, was sacked he... anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, is that your final answer? Or will I read uh, it, is, it is my well, final uh, Just read the rest for the crack in case there's something we're missing. He was up against Eddie Howell, the manager who replaced him. It was his a thousandth game in charge as manager. <laughs> he was sent off with five minutes to go. Yeah, he won it. You... A thousand games of Seabrook. <laughs> you games. mugs. You mugs. It was. It was his a thousandth game as manager. No, it wasn't, was it? It was, yeah. You mean serious? Fucking hell. But he did win it. That's the other thing, too. But it's more that it was the a thousandth one. 
So wait, well, were there well, two correct options then? No, because he was sacked and then played the game. Oh, for fuck's sake, right. Okay. Anyway. You were wrong. Sorry, Steve. Wrong. Uh, which of these teams finished in the top four but did not beat any of the other teams that finished in the top four? City, Liverpool, Chelsea, or Tottenham? Hmm. Chelsea? Uh, I'm just trying to think. City, I don't... Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, did Liverpool beat... Uh, Chelsea? No. And they drew to Spurs. Yeah, Liverpool. What's the answer? I, I think it's Chelsea. Liverpool. Liverpool. They drew all six of their games. And this is that probably very telling. It is. League. Yeah. They were hoping for the games would go to penalties. The Italian job. <laughs> Which club did not concede a goal to Manchester City this season? Brighton, Southampton, Crystal Palace, or Tottenham Hotspur? Well, Tottenham beat them. I know Tottenham beat them earlier in the season. I'll say Tottenham. I think Palace, maybe. Palace is the correct answer. Yep. Yeah. I should know that any time there's a question and one of the options is Palace, I should say Palace. <laughs> It's always Palace. Yeah, yeah. We, we're great for facts. I'll say that. Uh, which manager started the season with three straight wins but was sacked before Christmas? Nuno. Dean Smith, Isco, Nuno, or Oli Gunnar Solskjaer? <laughs> Nuno? That's my answer. Was, was, say, can I hear the three again? Dean Smith, um, is it Isco, the, the Watford guy, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, Amen, and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, I'm gonna say Ollie. I think, I think it's Nuno because I remember Spurs were top of the league and Arsenal were bottom because Arsenal lost their first three and Spurs oh, won their first three. Probably is so, is it? Yeah, it's Nuno. Nuno. Spurs were top of the table uh, for longer than Liverpool this season, and mm. it was under Nuno. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Crazy bit of business. What a fall uh, from grace for Spurs this season. <laughs> First they can't get any words. They really <laughs> fucking bottled us. Yeah. Uh, which team lost games 3 0, 4 0, 5 1, 6 0, and 7 0, yet stayed up? Leeds, Everton, Southampton, or Brentford? Leeds. Correct. Um, this, is, this, will, this will tell if you lot were paying attention. Um, who had seven touches in a game? In which he played the full 90 minutes. <laughs> Edison, Ronaldo, Lukaku, or Van Dyke? Lukaku. Mm -hmm. Flap of the Cor season. Correct. Correct. Uh, which team received 101 yellow cards this season? The most in one season in Premier League history? Leeds, Norwich, Wolves, or Leicester? I'd say Leeds. I was thinking Leeds because I know they definitely had a few red cards and stuff. So let's go Leeds. Leeds, yep. But they didn't have any players sent off for picking up two yellow cards. Interestingly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, which two teams lost their first three games of the season but still finished in the top half of the table? Arsenal Wolves, Leicester and West Ham, Newcastle and Palace, or Brentford and Chelsea? 
well, it must be Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal and Wolves, based on what I've heard. Not only did they lose the first three games, but they failed to score a goal in them. Yeah. yeah. Dark days, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was that Every Brentford day. hammering on the first game of the season. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. Lukaku scores on his debut for Chelsea against Arsenal. I was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> you had a fair glow up this season, in fairness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's two more. We're very pressed for time. Do you want to run through them or we oh, for, yeah, we, we've quick time. Okay. time. All right, okay. Which side was never behind at half time? Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea, or Arsenal? Man City, gotta be Tottenham. No, I fucked it. <laughs> Chelsea, ah, Chelsea, fuck. yeah. Uh, which player's goals won his team 14 points, the most of any player in the league? Manuel Dennis, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mikel Antonio, or Son Heung-min? Ronaldo. I would have thought Ronaldo. Correct. Scored 18 times for United, who would have been 14 points worse off. God, they're such a shambles. Yeah. I think we probably were even on that, Flynn. Yeah, not bad. Do the points when we listen back, but yeah. Yeah, That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll just get the scores up. Uh, Oh, no, I can't. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have like 30 <laughs> seconds. Okay. Well, up the fucking palace. Get that in nice and early. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here's to a new season. You'll never yeah. walk alone. We'll yeah. be in the summer. God, I hate United and Chelsea <laughs> and Tottenham. <laughs> You've been listening to the Put Them Under Pressure podcast. For more of our content, make sure that you follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Facebook. Outro music.